Welcome to the Exploring Healing Arts podcast, your go-to source for learning about different healing techniques and meeting exceptional healing arts practitioners from around the globe. Together, we explore where the physical meets the subtle, the possibilities that exist for healing, and a diverse array of methods to try, from acupuncture to yin yoga and Reiki to family constellation therapy. My name is Elizabeth Alexander. I am the creator and curator behind this podcast, a Reiki master and energy healing practitioner. This podcast is something I have dreamed of for many, many moons, and my intention is to birth the resource I wish I had had at the start of my own healing arts journey over a decade ago. Whether you are just getting started on your own journey or you are intentionally diving deeper into a healing arts practice, this podcast is the place for you. You will hear inspiring stories, get real life practical tips, and connect with exceptional practitioners and teachers from around the world. No two paths in healing are the same, but that does not mean you need to be alone. Join us to explore and experience healing together. Welcome to this episode of the Exploring Healing Arts podcast with guest Vicki Brown. Vicki Brown is a life and movement coach who empowers women to trust themselves and be fully confident in who they are. With over 15 years of experience teaching sensual movement and over seven years as a certified life coach, Vicki helps women to feel great naked. Her vision is to help women take better care of their bodies by trusting themselves and letting go of self-judgment so that they show up in the world fully confident in who they are. Through coaching and embodied movement practices, Vicki helps people get to know their bodies more deeply physically, mentally, and emotionally so that they can live the life of their dreams on their terms. Welcome, Vicki. Hi. It's so good to be here with you today. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about today. I'm excited too. I feel like there's so many different directions that we can go with this mind, body, spirit. And I know that you can speak to all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) But first, I wanted to share with the listeners a little bit about how we met because that was actually really fun and um, quite fruitful for me too. So at the time, do you remember you were teaching at S Factor in Los Angeles? I was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking about it because I was trying to figure out what workshop it was that you came to. Yeah. So I brought my best friend. I used to drive down from Santa Barbara to LA just to go to S Factor because I, I loved the way that the space was held there. And I brought her down and it was like a Saturday. It was I think the joyful playmate and like the shy, it was like an archetype workshop. Yeah. I do remember it being one of those. I'm just not sure which one, but you're you're probably right. (laughs) Yeah. We just love the way that you held space, the way you facilitated and guided us through the practices. I remember just feeling so safe to express myself in some ways that I had felt really shy about before. Yeah. And then both me and my best friend wanted to keep moving with you and learning with you and it evolved yeah it evolved into I remember when you went during the pandemic you were hosting some of the sensual movement classes virtually and that was such a nice thing to get to do from home during that time so again appreciate you (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome thank you for that so my favorite question to open with is 
asking all guests, what is your ancestry? Like, what are your roots and how do you stay connected to them or not? (laughs) So I thought about that and I was like, how far does she want me to go? Far as you want to (laughs) go. So I am a Southern girl. I'm from Mississippi. So I'm African-American, Black, identify as Black. And I'm from the South, born and raised. And I'd like to say I'm from the dirty South. So there's a small region in Mississippi. Well, it's not really that small. It's called the Mississippi Delta. And I'm really happy on where I'm really happy that I can say the Mississippi Delta. And there are a few people who know about it. How I stay connected is with the music I listen to and I'm where I live right now in the world. I don't get a lot of experience, interaction with people who look like me, with Black people. And so how I do that is the music I listen to, different podcasts that I listen to, and I try to go out of my way to find artists and creatives and coaches, uh, teachers, all of that, whether I'm following them on social media or subscribing to their email list, that kind of thing. By I go out of my way looking for people who look like me, who can give me a really great ex- experience it, um, from their point of view, especially if there are things that I want to experience that I haven't been able to. Love that. Oh, thank you. And where are you located physically now? So you're from the Mississippi Delta River region, and now you are? <laughs> I am all the way in Los Angeles, California. So Woodland Hills, very close to Calabasas, in a very, very hot part of Southern California. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. So one of your mottos is feel great naked. Like I remember reading that on your website. I've seen that on your Instagram. Can you tell us a little bit on how you landed on that statement and what it means to you? You know, I was when I first started coaching, I felt like, oh, I need something. I need a catchphrase. And it came to me like a dream almost. And I was like, feel great naked. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really like that. But it's something that I feel people grow into. Because when I first came, I, it was, I didn't have the words to explain or articulate what it truly means. I just knew it wasn't something superficial. I knew it was, it was touching all of the levels of physical, emotional, mentally, and spiritual, or spiritually in that how we feel about our bodies. Like it's definitely not something on the surface. It's how do you um, feel great naked in in the sense of being able to show up in the world as you are and feeling great in that space. And, you know, it's, it's like, you're not perfect. Um, you, you, you laugh all the time or, you know, and maybe inappropriate times or you might be shy and you can be a wallflower where you, you know, you just observe and you take time to yourself or you don't. And it's, it's just all, whoever you are, um, you get to show up in the world as you are and feeling great in that feeling confident in that space. So that is feel great naked. That is wonderful. And like I said, at the beginning, I knew you were going to touch on mind, body, spirit, a little bit of everything. And that statement even kind of encapsulates like how holistically and integratively you you approach coaching and movement. I love that. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> so we had met, like I mentioned earlier, through a sensual movement class. And so I would love to just kind of open giving listeners a little bit of like what that is, like and what that means, what kind of an experience that might entail. And also, how does that help people with embodiment? How does that help people get to the point of feeling great naked? I know when people think sensual movement, sometimes they think like pole dancing, they think heels, like obviously, there is like a sensuality and sexuality component to it. But through my experiences with you, I've learned that it's so much more than that. So can you take us through just like, what someone might experience in a sensual movement class and how that can percolate into areas of their life beyond just, you know, dancing and feeling sexy or pretty and sensual. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, this might be a long answer too. I'll try to love that. So how I like to approach sensual movement is the breath. How do we start? Let, let's start with the breath where you connect with your breath. And then from there, you start to bring awareness to your full body. And I say the start there because I think I feel like bringing awareness to your body and to therefore bring awareness out into your life is what's most important. And to me, that's the start of central movement. So with it, you're connecting with your breath um, and then you start to connect with your body. And that way, from there, I'll say, you can start to connect to your senses, your five senses, sight, smell, hearing, touch, and taste. And I have to do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> <Want> to. <laughs> but it's, What's crazy is when we think about sensual, we always think about it from this really broad place. And it, it and in some cases, even when I first started sensual movement, it was sensuality was very connected to, or it was like, oh, you mean sexuality or, you know, sex. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's take, let's distill it down to the basics. How are you connecting to your senses? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I found that when I started out, I was teaching more from the unerotic place. And what I felt was a lot of women wanted to connect to that, but then there were women who felt very intimidated by the erotic. And it was, you know, it was all, it was connected in sensuality and erotic. So sensuality moves to erotic, but how do we distill it down so we can get people a little, make it a little more approachable, so to speak, for women. And I don't, yeah, I'll say that. Make it more approachable. And I believe that every every woman and everybody need to connect to their sensuality, to to have a more fuller and to have a more full and rich life, period. Um, because it getting involved in the work that I do, what I've learned is how much more body awareness that I have, not just for myself, but I can also be more conscious and bring more awareness to other people's bodies, but also just to how people are moving in in, in my everyday life. So that's wonderful. I love I love that it starts with breath and then it builds from there. So in a lot of ways, it sounds like a practice of connecting to your senses through connecting to the body. Yes. Yes. And once you've gotten in and the, the distinction between, you know, sexuality and the erotic and sensuality, I think is really, I love that you touched on that as well. And I'm, I'm curious, you start with the breath 
and you're tuning into the five senses. And then where does a sensual movement practice go from there? Are we leaping and spinning? Are we holding? Yeah, like, <laughs> like if I was just totally new to this, like what might happen in uh, a sensual movement practice with you? Okay. Thank you for asking that. Um, Cause I was wondering, did I answer all of it um, before? But so then we start to tap into how does your body feel pleasure in what you're doing? And it can be simple pleasure. So it's, it's pleasure. And another component I bring in is touch and it's a simple touch. I like to start with simple touch, like feeling your hand on your feeling your hand on your thigh and allowing your thigh to feel your hand as an example. So it's, it's turning, it's tuning into the pleasure after, or that's where the sensual movement goes further. How do you experience pleasure? And so I do take you through a sequences of movement. And in that movement, I'm asking you to take up space in Mm. your awareness and your sensual pleasure. And a lot of times we don't take up space in the world. So how can we take up space in this space that we're in? Um, and also um, the other things that I, I, I'd like to really highlight are taking up space, be gentle with yourself, and can you honor where your body is? Yeah, that's super clear. Thank you. And, and just, you know, Again, in the interest of making it approachable, the people that are like curious about these kind of practices and maybe are intimidated by like a pole or heels or just um, spaces with mirrors, like there are places and practitioners like you where you can find opportunities to connect to your pleasure, connect to your senses, slow down, practice everything that you're reminding people to attune to that don't necessarily have you know, those attributes of them. I will say this is a movement for all bodies. I work specifically with women um, and those who identify as women, but this, this doing this movement is for all bodies and is super important. (laughs) So what are some of the like takeaways, you know, like I know I've experienced them, right? I go to your class, we're breathing, we're attuning, we're being gentle. You're, you're coaching us through the entire practice on how to really connect and slow down. And I always leave feeling embodied, peaceful, like clear. <laughs> That's why I keep coming back. <laughs> I was leaving feelings amazing. And I love your playlists. <laughs> That's the one. That's the other one. <laughs> Mm -hmm. so what are some of the like benefits that like you've experienced or like other people have reported or given feedbacks like why would someone invest the time and the energy to slow down and practice this you know other than they need a break from their screen (laughs) right i can give you a few if that's okay Mm -hmm. yeah please One of my own was when I first started, um, and I'll try to be brief, but I was recounting this story last night. When I first started the movement, I I was not a person that worked out. And I just remember feeling, oh my gosh, this hurts. This hurts just from (laughs) just from the start of it. But what I really liked was the community. And the more I started to do it, and it, it, it eased, like I did a demo. That was the first or or an intro class. 
And I was like, man, this is, this is not what I'm used to. But as I kept up, because I saw a dance, I saw someone dancing in sensual movement. And I said to myself, I want what she has, like Mm. whatever she, whatever she's doing. And the thing was, I could see how great she felt in her body. Mm. And I was like, I want that. And so what I got, what I got from it, why I started, why I became a teacher and I wanted to teach this movement to everybody or teach this movement was I felt so great in my body and I want to help other women feel the same way. How can I help them do this? Um, what I've examples or experiences that I've had is being able to do this work is when you've had a really stressful week, it's been really good to, um, I've been told it's been really great to just take some time for me, carve out this time just to breathe. Cause I realized all week I haven't been breathing. Even the thing that helps me to co- connect awareness not just with me, just from what I've heard, is if I can just stretch my body, then that brings me into my awareness. And I don't get to do that during the week, but I get to do it in class. I remember having a a student who I could see when we first started our session, I could see that she was kind of frazzled and she, she was a new mom and the baby was a baby. um, And she was taking care of the baby, but she was also working and she knew she really wanted to do our session. And so the first thing I did was, okay, we're going to take a few deep breaths. We're here. The door is closed. You do what you can. And after those few deep breaths and a little, just the first 10 minutes of it, and she was completely relaxed. I could see just the calm come over her body. And I will say the funny thing was we were in an open leg stretch and the baby just came and slid right down to get right into the open leg stretch. (laughs) It was the cutest, best thing ever. But I think I know because we had that moment of relaxing and taking the time to just get present in her bodies, she was able to be calm about it and not stress about, oh, he's here. I should be doing this kind of thing. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that's wonderful. I would add to it as somebody who was like shy and intimidated prior to like intro classes, like workshops like I did with you, is it really did build confidence. Like, and like, it also gave me kind of like a vocabulary for moving my body. Like I find myself even now at the end of a stressful day, I'll like think of some of the movements that you've guided us through and just find the ones that feel really good on my own. And it's really nice to have that to turn back to. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) I will say, because I, I don't know how I forgot about the confidence, but that is the that is the other thing. What I I will say is what you learn in class, you can definitely take out into the world. I'm ve- I try to really focus on that with the work that I do because I feel like you have this moment, this hour or 2 hours with me, but how do we integrate this into your everyday life? And you can do that. And confidence is one of those things, and especially as as a shy body, we can always like, um, we tend to, uh, shoulder, slouch our shoulders, uh, just kind of cave in. I'm, I'm <laughs> just kind of cave in. <laughs> As I adjust myself back. <laughs> and that's okay. But I know 
even like having those poses of power, even, you know, just feeling feeling the stretch of your spine or pushing your shoulders back, chest forward, those simple things can also just the little adjustment can make you feel confident. Com- yeah, can make you feel confident. So that is one of the biggest things. And also, you know, if you have curves, isn't it great to just feel great about them? Mm-hmm. It is. And something that I feel like you've touched on, and I just want to highlight again to make it super clear for people is like the intention is there, like you're very much coaching people to connect with themselves. It's about their senses, their pleasure. It's not about performing for somebody else or some other gaze. It's really about you coach us to connect with ourselves. And that took a lot of the pressure off for me. You know, it's not about dancing for somebody else. It's not about hitting a certain line as somebody who has like 15 years of dance experience, right? I had to like uncondition from that and your classes have really allowed me to do so. Thank you. I will say that's a lot too. And going back to being gentle with yourself is it's, it, it can be years and years of conditioning to get to, to just drop that or let that go. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So you kind of touched on this, you know, you went to that first intro class and you were like, I want to feel the way that that woman feels in her body. Like what was your path to, you know, you finding sensual movement and then how did it go from there? Like, I'd love to know about, yeah, your journey to becoming a teacher. And then how did you then transition from being a teacher to life coaching and adding that into all that you're doing? Thank you for asking. So what I found out was in the years that I was teaching, especially from moving from Houston to LA, um, because I was really close to the source in LA and I got some really, really great and powerful information. Just in, I guess, any time you're close to the source, you get the goods. (laughs) Um, What I was finding was, okay, women feel great in their bodies and they feel great in the classroom, but I wonder what happens outside Mm. of the classroom. And I wonder what happens because they can't, you can't be around this circle and this space that you've created 24 seven, even though you really, really want to. And just as a side note, what I found was being a part of that community, I was able to be all parts of myself. And I think that's really, and just that helped me to kind of be more confident out in the world. So what I was finding was you have the space where you're feeling great and you have this movement, but what happens with the brain? How do we connect the brain and the body? Because it's like, even though you feel great, your brain can be telling you one thing when you're not in movement. And especially when you're around people who maybe don't understand this movement practice that you're now doing regularly. So how do we, so that's where coaching came in. So my whole point with coaching and even my classes now are combining coaching and movement. So what that looks like is we spend some time, either we we start with breath. So we start with just a grounding and either from there we go into movement and then coaching or we go, we start with coaching and then go into movement. 
Um, but it, it's it's all connected because I feel when you connect your brain and your body, it's like this fluidity moving back and forth. So it's your brain and body are working together to really create the feel great naked life that you want and need. Yeah, so you can embody it, but also live in it up here too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I um to that point, I have I created this program during the pandemic, which you know. It's a wonderful time. And <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. But I I started to realize, you know, we one of the one of the points is the messaging that we get. And you know, we try to change your messaging, but it's it's like on this small scale of body. But how can we change the messaging from our brain? Like how can we heal that? And also make peace with whatever that messaging is and how can we get to the other side so we can, so we can really tap into and listen to the messaging that we need and that's going to take us further in life. I'm ready to sign up right now. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing that, you know, comes to mind, like I see sensual movement as like a very somatic practice, right? It involves connecting to the breath, there's movement of the body and connecting to your senses, like being aware of, building awareness, attuning to them. How do you work with sensual movement to like move through emotions or to be with emotions or to transmute emotions, right? Because stuff comes up, like we have thoughts, like you said, or stuff from outside of us in our social circles or in the world at large, and it it impacts us. And I think that movement can be such a beautiful way to work with some of those feelings. And I'm just curious if and how you weave that into your practice. So thank you for asking that. How I do a lot of cueing in my class and a, a really great mentor once told me, um, you know, a lot of times people come in and they feel a certain way. It is up to you to help them, to basically coach them around how they want to feel in a way. And I don't know what that sounds like, but it's basically you're coaching them to feel great about themselves. And so I do a lot of cueing, but I also give a lot of permission in the movement. And a lot of the movement that I teach is heavily yoga based. So I give a lot of permission around, this is completely optional. And if the space feels safe enough for you, you have the space to let yourself feel whatever's coming up for you. And so depending on the studio space that I'm in, you have the, there is the opportunity to cover yourself up or go into a corner, you know, just turn away from people. And in the movement, the particular movement that's heavily yoga based is you're moving that emotion through your body, whether it's um, finding chest opening movements, a shoulder shoulder relaxing movements. And I say that, but it's like shoulder circles or something like that. So you're taking the time to open and close as well in movement. And also with the, with the cueing, because that's how I learned, I think it's really important to um, give language to whatever it is that might be there. And I might, so what I'll see is a body that feels stiff in a certain place. And so I send, I give cues on, let yourself breathe into your chest, like really send breath to your chest or send breath to your thighs, send breath to your feet. 
that kind of thing. Um, and let yourself really feel the sensation on what's happening right in those particular body parts. Lovely. So you do all this amazing and rich work to support other people, help other people feel great naked, feel like the woman you saw at the intro class, the way she was feeling that day, and the way that you felt through your own practices. What do you do like on your own? How do you ground and integrate and your own embodiment practices so you can support others and take good care of yourself. Thank you. Outside of movement, I, so I have two things that I absolutely love. Reading (laughs) is one of them. And I, it's, it's to the point where it's becoming a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a favorite book right now? There's a favorite genre. So I'm really, really big on romance and I will, I will miss sleep. I, and it's, it's been like this my whole life. And I, it's actually something I'm really happy about because it's made my life richer, but um, I take time for myself. The other thing that's been really, I say three things, journaling has been really great for me. And I like it because it is a physical practice. So my hands are getting a lot of work. The other really, really big thing is baths. I love baths. They are just amazing. And it's, it's just something about being in water in that way that really, what I've noticed, it's gotten to the point now where as soon as I get home, I take a bath. And what, I've, what I'm seeing is that it, it really, it's like a reset for me. Wow. And it's the one place, <laughs> I'm laughing because I was going to say, it's the one place where I'm not disturbed, but my dog will come in. <laughs> It, I, I had to bring a pillow in so that he can lay on it. Oh. But he's, he's really quiet. But it's, it's, it's the one place where I can go and just be in my apartment outside of my bedroom. So, yeah. Or I don't hear anything. I don't hear like what's happening in other rooms. It's, it's yeah, it's great. Are you like a bubble bath or an Epsom salt bath or an herb bath? Do you have any favorites? <laughs> well, so I used to be a bubble bath, but my hair has been going through a few transitions. <laughs> so right now is um, I do Epsom salt somewhat regularly and I'll do, my sister put me on to these two scents together, Ylang-Ylang and lavender. And I, wow. yeah, and I'll even do, so I'll do those two, but I'll even do a eucalyptus and ylang ylang, and it just depends on what I want my night to be. So, and another way of making it essential practice. Just yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I created, <laughs> I created this um, program around the body parts, falling in love with your body, one body part at a time, and the bath is also a part of it because it's it's you're experiencing the touch of water like the touch of water on your skin and once i became aware of it i could just play in the water like oh feel that cascade on my <laughs> cascade of water on my legs and on my arm and it's great it's really great yeah this is you taking the essential movement out of the studio and into your day-to-day life <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So when you're looking to work with somebody, you know, for your own support, your own healing, whether it's another movement teacher or a coach or somebody that fills a different shoe, how do you discern who to learn from or work with? What's important to you in that process? 
<laughs> it feels very esoteric, but so I, I will fall like first I'm going to, sometimes it can be a word or a demeanor that kind of connects me to them, whatever it is, connects me. And if I get any kind of, Oh, I like that. Or just a kind of a little buzz in my brain, I'll listen to them. And then it, to go further to actually work with them, I have to feel a certain way in my heart about them, which is feels a little interesting to say, but I have to, the things that really make me feel good about working with someone is how they talk to people, what their interactions with others are like, and just the things they say as I'm like, if it could be a podcast, like I'll be listening to a coach from a podcast. Um, and then if, if whatever they say really resonates with me, like, oh my gosh, I need this in my life. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I think it's a little bit different with, so that's from the coaching part, from the movement aspect, it really depends on. So if I've taken a class and I want to continue working with them. It it really what determines is how, what their interaction with, is with not just me but with the other students in the room. How basically how they hold space. I think that's pretty much the nutshell. How is it that they hold space? And are there? You know, it sounds like how they treat other people is important to you. Are there any other things that are factors in holding space that impact your decision making process? Just if people feel safe in the space, like that's really important to me. And if I feel safe, should also point that out, if I feel safe in the space <laughs> and just what, you know, can they, can, um, can they keep a tight container or a well, well contained container? Also, mm. Lovely. Thank you. So if you could go back and tell a younger version of you, like the version of you, like pre-intro workshop day, (laughs) (laughs) what would you tell yourself? What would you want her to know? It's going to be scary, but it's going to be the best thing you've ever done for yourself. When I, I lived in Houston, so I born and raised in Mississippi, moved to Houston, and I started this movement practice, sensual embodied movement, and I loved my life. It was great. And there was a thing where I had an opportunity to move to LA. And I remember someone saying to me, it suits you. LA suits you. And I'm like, what does that even mean? (laughs) And then I moved here. And within a few months, being more heavily involved in sensual movement and being a part of, I had the community, but just a more connected inner connection, um, people who are more connected um, to the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual aspect of themselves. Within a few months, I realized, oh my gosh, I can really see, I can see that I'm becoming the woman I've always wanted to be. And it took me back to my childhood. And this is, this is like, wow, like I feel like warm right now, but it took me back to my childhood of these dreams I had of who this woman is. And it, and I got to just see that, oh, this is really possible for you. So yeah, that, that just, you know, just, you know, (laughs) trust. My heart is so happy hearing that. (laughs) Thank you. And then if you could tell anybody who's like 
curious about sensual movement, maybe either like intimidated by the spaces or even like, I know for me, like intimidated by like slowing down and like connecting because that can feel, you could say it could feel unsafe if it's new. Sometimes when things are unfamiliar, it feels unsafe. Someone who's in that space has maybe made it through this far of the podcast <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> curious but like apprehensive things are coming up what would you share with them so i would say take a few days whether it's like three or five and what you're going to do in those three days um to your point of maybe being shy or the slowing down can be really hard take a few days and spend a few minutes few minutes each day connecting to your breath Take like setting aside a few minutes where you take some deep breaths and just feel your breath slow down. And I say you want to take a few days because what you're doing is creating a practice of doing that and and also letting them know this is how we start and this is what's going to take you further into the practice of sensual movement. Mm. And, you know, in those few breaths, if you can connect to your senses. Lovely. Just get started. Keep it small. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, keep it small. (laughs) So we're going to dive into some rapid fire questions that I do with all guests at the end. Just short and sweet answers. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. What is your human design? Manifesting generator. Cool. (laughs) Where is your favorite place in nature to be in? In the woods. Lovely. What is your beverage of choice right now? Coke. (laughs) Get it. Love that. (laughs) What is your top tip for good energy hygiene? If you feel you are about to make a quick, take a quick action or say something quick in response to something, Pause and take a breath. Two breaths. (laughs) And lastly, how would you define healing? Mm, I would define healing as doing something that's safe, that helps you feel better than where you were before. Thank you for that. So, Vicki, I told you I'm ready to sign up. <laughs> what <laughs> services do you offer and where can people find you and connect with you? <laughs> so I'm not as active, but Instagram is has all of the things that I like on it. And it, it gives you a really good idea about who I am. I have a newsletter that you can sign up for on Instagram or via my website, thehealthyvixen.com. And by the way, I came up with this name. My mom calls me the Vixen. And so I was like, oh, the Healthy Vixen. Um, So there I am. But I'm thehealthyvixen.com. And on Instagram, it's at thehealthyvixen. So it's all the same. So I have a couple community offerings where there's a monthly group circle where women can come together um, and be in community with other women to discuss topics and things that affect women. Um, The other one is a mindful movement meditation, which is a monthly group movement virtual. So these are both virtual that happens 
once a month, and it's a way to just help you to connect with your body. And both of these are complimentary. I teach in-person pole and dance classes in Thousand Oaks. And I also am starting a regular sensual movement group practice that combines my coaching and my movement. Um, And that's going to be happening in the month of March. And you can find out all of this information on thehealthyvixen.com or at thehealthyvixen.com. And we'll be dropping links to all of Vicky's, um, her Instagram and her website. Anyway, you want to go connect with her, we're going to try to make it as easy as possible. So just check out the show notes um, and you'll get directed straight to her. Well, Vicky, thank you so much. This has been just, I love the way that you hold space and the way that you coach. And I know I've benefited from it so much and it really warms my heart to get to actually have a conversation around this. So I really appreciate you taking the time and energy to be here and to share so much of your approach and what you do in the world to help others. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was really great to connect with you in this way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all of my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Exploring Healing Arts podcast. I hope that our words, our stories, and the wisdom shared on today's episode inspire you and support you in feeling connected. If you loved this episode, please leave us a five-star review so we can reach more people. And as a thank you for listening, join me for a mini course on energy hygiene. You get three simple practices you can do anywhere, anytime to support you in feeling more grounded, connected to yourself, and confident in your energetic boundaries. Sign up at energyhealingelizabeth.com slash energyhygiene. Thanks for being here today, and I look forward to being with you again soon. The primary purpose of the Exploring Healing Arts podcast is to inspire and educate. As a reminder, the information and opinions shared on this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We encourage you to speak with your doctor for professional medical advice or treatment. Opinions offered on this podcast are just that, opinions.